I just want to put it out there that I don't hate Koreans or Christians or Korean Christians. Okay, maybe some of them. I didn't grow up having Korean friends, and I didn't grow up having Christian friends. My school life was my school life, and my church life was my church life. My schools over the years have been pretty diverse, and my friend groups usually consisted of people of mixed backgrounds, but never any Koreans or Christians. I had a few Asian friends here and there, but I was usually the only Korean one amongst my friends. As kids, my sister and I would always make jokes of how non-Asian people would say things like, Oh, you're not Chinese? What's a Korean? My nicknames usually consisted of some sort of variation of you Asian or yeah, okay, yeah, you Korean or the typical racial nicknames that I won't list off in case any of y'all get any ideas. But for me, church was my main source of interaction with other Korean people who weren't in my family. But I grew up in a small church, so there weren't too many kids back then. It felt like I had two different personalities every week. The shy, Jesus-loving angel freak, and then the 10-year-old simp who yelled at her friends all the time about puffles and the same, like, two guys I liked every year. In the middle of my 7th grade year, my family decided one day that we should move to a big church. I was sad that I had to leave that part of my childhood behind, but, I mean, I was excited to be exploring a new territory, like, new people, new services based on grade level, and events such as retreats. But little did I know that this change was going to be one of my early instances of acknowledging my split identity. So here's the thing with joining any new community. They're super clicky. No matter where you go, there's always going to be cliques and there's nothing wrong with that. But the problems with the cliques at the new church had to do with the social dynamic. So for one thing, there's people who like to stick together in their own little group and take up a whole roll of seats while I come in trying to find a seat, but the only other option is that one seat next to that whole line of girls who talk during sermons or have their phones out as if there's something so important to look at. Like, it's one thing to take notes, and I get it if you're fidgety and maybe need something to hold or just, like, distract yourself for a couple minutes, but some people straight up just did not care to pay attention, like, at least try to be polite to whoever's speaking. Another thing that's always annoyed me was the fact that most of the people saw each other, like, six out of seven days of the week. There's either people who have grown up going to that church their entire lives, or there's the people that live in the same three cities who also happen to go to the same school as everybody else. And for me, church was just a once a week thing, and I kept church and school separated. It was hard to talk to other people because everyone already had their friends set. Yes, I went to many retreats, but again, people had their friend groups already. I also had small groups in middle school, which were basically groups of students led by someone older where we talk about the sermons we listen to and just daily life stuff, but it only lasted about like 15 minutes because people had things to do apparently, and I love my leader, but the things I talked about with the other students most days were just surface level stuff, and most of the interactions were just in the moment because, again, only once a week, so. It's nice being able to be with other Korean Christians my age, but... It felt shallow and kind of lonely at times. It didn't really help that I'm more accustomed to American culture more than I am to Korean culture, and that I barely understand when people even ask me like basic things like, oh, like, hand me chopsticks or something like that. I used to ask myself, like, oh, am I that whitewashed? Wait, no, my friends aren't even white. So, like, what's another word to use? 
Oh, maybe they're just too Korean for me. Wait, what do you mean you're more Americanized? I'm Americanized though, aren't I? I mean, I grew up in America and I'm accustomed to American culture because we're in America. Duh. Yes, you may be American, but ask yourself this first. Number one, did you grow up surrounded by a large majority of people in your area who are the same ethnicity as you? Did you hang out with those people of your race? Number two, how much of your native language do you know and which one do you use more if you do know? Do you speak your native tongue to your parents and your friends? Doesn't have to be well, but do you often communicate to them in that way? Have you ever had to ask someone to translate themselves on the spot? And number three, have you ever felt frustration of being only surrounded by multiple people of your racial group? Is it intimidating, angering, or upsetting at times because of barriers you can't explain to those same people? If all of that made sense, congrats, you're just like me and are as Americanized as- I can't say this goes for all people of color, especially if you're multiracial, because I don't know, because I'm not. But as far as I've seen, these are the more common things that I've noticed. I can't even imagine traveling to Korea since I would have the hardest time getting by without asking my parents to translate every little thing for me. Like, they already do that even when I go to, like, a restaurant. And sure, there's English in some places in Korea, but having people come up to me left or right sounds so nerve-wracking. I don't have enough vocabulary in me to speak to anyone properly, and because I look like a typical native speaker, they're gonna think I'm dumb or something. Like, the idea of being in a sea of people who have the same background is cool, but there's a high chance that those same people will shut you out intentionally or unintentionally because you should know your own language and culture more. Oh my god, why don't you speak Korean? Are you even really Korean? What's wrong with you? Like, why did you learn when you were younger? Well, you too. Anyways, back to the church talk. So at my church, there are two service times. I went to the later service at first, but my family decided to go to the earlier one to accommodate our schedules at some point during my ninth grade year. It felt even lonelier since I couldn't really recognize many people who attended that service at first. And it's hard to find people you get along with right away, but at this point, it's already been two years and I still felt like a newcomer every single week. Right after eighth grade culmination happened, I went to a ninth grade only retreat. Honestly, the only things I remember were the fact that I felt super antisocial afterwards and that I was super drained. And not in a I got no sleep drained, but in a what did I even get out of this drained. At one point, they had us all sit in a circle of chairs and they tried to emphasize the importance of talking to the opposite gender and being less clicky because at the time, the girls and the guys would stay in opposite realms. It was like segregation was never not normalized here. We have this indoor gym at our church, and it's literally the same scene every damn week. People can't wait to get out of sermon and just leave and do their own thing. But their own thing is just guys playing basketball and girls sitting on the stairs either gossiping or just sitting, like, watching the guys or something. They're just, like, sitting on the stairs, just, like, wasting time. I'm not sure. And it's like, what the... My best friends growing up have always been guys, and honestly, I'm more comfortable with having guy friends. But no, most of the girls would just talk about K-pop in school while guys would talk about sports and video games. I'm a shy little teenager who just wanted to talk about, like, I don't know, live hometown facts, Jesus. Like, literally, I don't know anything but those same things that those people were talking about. Like, what the heck are you giving me to work with? 
okay yeah you made me thinking like okay maybe they just wanted to like relax and whatever but no like literally people wanted to rush out of service just to play basketball with each other even though they do that every single week and i bet they do that at school too and then girls it's like it's not like you don't gossip during school either and it's not like you guys don't see each other so what's the point of rushing out of service just to like do nothing for you're literally just wasting time uh, you're like <laughs> don't be so shallow so there were some days where service would end early for us and they would let us free and do whatever you want. But I would sit away from everyone else, kind of just like on the upper part of the stairs. And I just sat on my phone just trying to kill time, right? But I guess the kids ministry also had something going on right after service ended. So there's this lady telling the people playing basketball like, hey, like we have to set up. So can you guys like move away from the court? So then everyone else would be sitting on the stairs and... They would still be throwing the basketball around because I guess they're allowed on the edge of the court. So then I was always afraid of the basketball hitting me, even though I'm still far away. But then people are super like obnoxious. So they would always throw it like towards people's faces. And I was always afraid like, oh, I'm going to get hit. So I would have to either wait it out on the stairs or leave and go hide in the bathroom because my family's still in service and I'm just trying to wait for them. That's the only reason why I'm here. And because service doesn't really end at an exact time for everybody... I would have to go outside, check if anyone was out, and then choose to go back into the gym or just wait it out in the bathroom because I had nothing else better to do and I'm just trying to kill time because I don't know where I'm supposed to go. And I didn't really want to be in the gym because I'm pretty sure the guys would just end up hitting me in the face or something. It's not like it's happened before, but the guys would always be super close to hitting me like 90% of the time. So like even if I'm sitting on like the highest part of the stairs, people still end up throwing it and like bouncing it like everywhere so I just didn't want that to happen to me so I just ended up going to the bathroom like feeling awkward or whatever so anyways so at the retreat after the whole like circle talk thing this huge group of guys who happened to go to the same school as each other went to go be like oh yeah see like we're being super close with like the girls who also happened to go to the same school as them and they were being like super like yeah see we're being conclusive like ha huh, yeah but then there was like the leftover seven of us who didn't really know them or like go to the same school and we're kind of just like dang all right like they can go do whatever they want while we just kind of sit here and just like be awkward with each other because we don't really know each other that well and I thought it was nice that they acted instantly close but then again it was probably just like a oh my god see like we're being like super nice whatever and I said to my table something along the lines of like oh like it'd be nice to like be close or something like that i'm not actually sure what i said but it was basically something about like oh like being close like let's be close like we should be like like we should get along blah 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 and then one of my friends that i knew kind of said like a little bit harshly i think she's just like kind of like annoyed at the other table but she was kind of just like like you can't force people to be friends like it takes time and like half of me was disappointed because it had some truth to it and i totally understood what she meant but the other half was kind of just like huh like yeah, you can't force friends to happen, but, like, shouldn't you be intentional, too? Like, right? Like, don't you want to make friends with people? But you know what? It just doesn't work that way. So, I mean, I guess intentionality doesn't always work. Whatever. But, yeah. Anyways, the guys were just being, like, rowdy, like, douchebags. So, I was just like, yeah, I get where she's coming from. Like, you can't just, do, like, befriend these douchebags. Like, they're being super clicky and stuff, so. Well, fast forward a little bit. What really set me over one day was when my high school service tried to fix the click situation in some way possible by, I mean, no disrespect to my old pastors, y'all still rock, but they locked us in the room for 20 minutes just to talk to other people. Like, 
The thing is, isn't that what you want? Like, don't you want to get to know the people? Yeah, how you listen, you're a little sh- After service was over, we had discussion questions that we were supposed to go over, but every time it happened, they said to approach those that you don't normally talk to, in which no one ever did, and, you know, like, turn to the people you're sitting closest to if you can't find people. Well, I was always left out because no one knew who I was, and I either sat in the back because I would come late sometimes. But the only reason I'm late is to avoid sitting in the front. Okay, so stop judging me. But basically, one of the pastors got to the doors for like the entire 20 minutes. And because they ended service early just to do this, they made no excuses for anybody to leave. And it's not like I was ever going to get up to be like, oh, I have to go do something right now. But just the fact that they had to guard the door for us to not leave and just like force people to talk to each other. It was just... No one ever went out of their way to talk to anyone else. People just talked to the people they already knew and just stayed within their friend group so people like me were kind of left out okay so imagine this group of older high school girls who are only at church probably because their family goes to church too they obviously know each other from school and shy 15 year old me is placed into said group and i have no other friends group goes over questions briefly for maybe five minutes tops as soon as they're done, they immediately start talking about random gossip. Like, all they just... Like, we had, like, 20 minutes left, and they just started gossiping, and I'm just sitting here with, like, a janky little smart... Like, I don't even have a smartphone yet. I just had a janky little, like, red slide phone. It couldn't function, so I was just literally just waiting for time to go by, and it was the longest f***ing <laughs> 15 minutes of my life, just wasting away, just sitting there, being awkward and anxious, and being like, why am I here right now? Like, I'm just requesting my life choices. The girls were literally just like, okay, so we went all over the questions. All right, so anyways, like, Bobby, blah, 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 like, what the f***? So after four weeks of enduring that awkward torture, I told my parents that I couldn't really stand being in high school service anymore, and I got too frustrated with all this anxiety, and I told them I literally just, like, I can't be there anymore. Like, and it just, like, it made me too anxious, got me too frustrated, and the messages were getting kind of too repetitive for me anyways, so I wanted to listen to something different or like deeper just like just like basically just please get me out of here right now i'm literally being handed every excuse in the world to get me out here so please just can i go to service with you guys instead i love you wait how come you just didn't like move churches or something or like i don't know not go to church anymore believe me i thought about it but at the time i was still only about i think 14 15 and my whole family and I were pretty committed to going to this church because we've only been here for about two and a half years at this point. And it was working out for everyone else except for me and my sister who had just gone off to college. So it was really only me who was having this problem. And my parents knew about this click issue and we talked about it with a couple other people who have also said that they know kids who have experienced this whole issue. So for me, it was kind of just a no-brainer as to... Well, you're stuck here, I guess, for a while. <laughs> well, after I switched, I still felt kind of embarrassed every week because I sat with my parents in the English ministry adult service. And the only adults who brought their kids were young families with young children. And some of the adults knew me, but there's no way I was going back to high school service with like immature people or people who weren't willing to talk to anybody. And it's just like, <laughs> these guys are so immature that they don't even want to talk to the opposite gender. Like, how can you be that shallow with people like just, like put on your phone stop playing league just focus on something else other than yourself for once that's all i'm asking anyways i feel like in the moment 
those two years of service passed by really quickly, kind of, to me, it's a little fuzzy. And I can't even tell you what I remember from those days at church, maybe like dread, embarrassment, loneliness. But yeah, like in the moment, it felt pretty awkward. I was really embarrassed about basically everything about myself. I was super insecure. I didn't really dress up like, you know, people say like, oh, like Sunday, you should like be dressing your best. But Sundays, I focus more on just like dressing down, wearing a sweater, putting just whatever like pants on and only dressed up when I needed to, like on special occasions, like if we we're taking a photo or something or if it was Christmas and my parents wanted all of us to go and present ourselves nicely. But... Yeah, I don't know. Just those days were pretty awkward for me. Like, I know everyone has the awkward teenager phase, but it was just pretty nerve-wracking, anxiety-ridden, and just it was a bad time for me overall, I think. And things at school weren't going that well either for me, so I felt like a literal pile of garbage. Not really going to go into that today, but basically, overall, I was struggling socially, and six out of seven days of the week, I was pretty off. I had no Korean or Christian friends to relate to, and I didn't really have any school friends at the time to really vent my frustrations to. And even if I could, it's pretty hard to explain a whole lot of church stuff to my friends just because most of them are either atheists or Catholic. Like, no disrespect to them or anything, but just at the time, I feel like my friends really wouldn't have understood all this if I mentioned it to them. And it was just a lot to handle for myself, and I didn't really know how to express this anger to anyone except maybe like my mom or my dad because they kind of see it but even then you know like Asians and the whole like mental health I guess stigma it's not like my parents didn't care I just feel like they only saw what they saw and they didn't really understand my anxiety and where it was coming from and why I was so I guess to them it was very rude for other people to witness because it looked like I was pushing them away or I was being very rude or very I guess, like, off-putting towards them, and I would try to be nice to people, but I feel like I just knew how it always end up. Like, they would say hi to me, it would be small talk, and then it kind of just would end up with them going to their own friends, basically, and I feel like church people just, at the time, weren't really my people, and it just, the anxiety didn't help either. <laughs> Around senior year, my parents eventually told me that they thought it was time that I should consider going back to my own service, since, I mean, it was pretty embarrassing that a high schooler was attending the same service as their parents. And, like, it's like, oh, like, you still need them to hold your hand or something. And, I mean, of course, I didn't want anything to do with high schoolers at the time. Like, they're all the same. They're all shallow, like, whatever, like, people. But not gonna lie, I was curious to see what has changed and what has kind of remained the same over the years. I mean, it was only two years, but then it felt a lot longer than two years just because I feel like, for me, when... Routines are the same thing over and over again. It feels like it goes on forever. Like in the moment, it seems like it's going on forever. But then as soon as you're done with it, you're like, oh, wow, like it's done already. Like I had to do that like every single week. Like it's no big deal. But eventually, my dad happened to talk to someone I knew from middle school service a while back and suggested to us that we meet up to go to service together since she was having the same issues with clicks and... Because of that, we had a lot more common ground than we did with any other person we've met so far. And she's been going to the church for a while, and so did I, so we got closer as friends that way. When I did finally attend, the service wasn't as chaotic since they changed high school ministry from 10th through 12th instead of 9th through 12th. And there weren't any older clicky kids, unless you count, I mean, my class. But overall, the size of the service shrank, especially because second service was pretty early. And well, I think the environment was a little bit better, even though sometimes I still had to endure things like 
let's say if my friend wasn't there or if one of us came late, it was always pretty awkward if I had to sit next to someone or sit in the back because it's not like I really knew people that well and it is kind of awkward when you sit next to someone that you don't really talk to unless it's college but that's like later you know I wasn't I was only a senior what do I know but even then sometimes I still endure conversations like oh my gosh I have so much how much to do today I need to get home as soon as possible even though it's only like 11 or 12 at the time yeah same oh my god have you taken the SAT yet yeah and only got a 1500 can you believe that oh my god I got a 1550 oh my god we should go take it again that score is way too low I swear to god you I ended up sticking with that friend and making a few other friends along the way too, up until graduation. And as nice as it was to have people, sometimes I felt a little bit lonely just because it was a once a week thing and it was more like a, okay, let's talk in the moment type of thing. I didn't really hang out with church people and since a lot of people go to school with each other, that must mean they all go on road trips and a lot of people had cars at the time and drove themselves to church, drove themselves to school and went out with their friends. But again, I'm only like 17 or something. And I even now, I still don't have my permit or my license. I don't have a car. I don't have that much money. Like, all these people had their parents buy their cars and stuff like that. And I still have my dad drive me around everywhere I go and asking for permission. Like, yes, I'm an adult. Yes, I still ask my dad for permission. He's my ride. I kind of have to. I still live under his roof. Like, I have to obey him. <laughs> When I finally left for college, I left on a pretty high note because I went to a college retreat before I left and I got to meet a lot of people who went to our church, mainly older people, but still I got to know the people that I already knew in my grade and it was nice getting to see everyone before I got sent off and then that's when I told myself, I'm not going to church in college. There's no way I'm going to church in college. I did go to church in college, kind of. So before students leave for college, one of the pastors would tell a lot of people to join this one certain Christian club because of the community it provides for people. And there was never a time where my church life and my school life have really collided. Like, it sounded cool, but was I really going to put myself through church part two? Like, Korean people are pretty clicky. Like, not going to lie, Korean people are really, really clicky. And even if it's not intentional it still rubs off the wrong way. So as cool as it sounded, when I went to freshman orientation, I basically got charge flashbacks and decided against it since I was like, no, you know what? It's too much strain on my mental health and stability to start over again. And plus, I don't even like Koreans that much. Like, why would I put myself through what I went through at church again? I only hung out with my dorm friends fall quarter and didn't go to church or any sort of Christian related thing because apparently churches were far away and I was pretty busy in fall quarter with homework and just class in general and because I didn't really know anyone who went to my school I didn't see any reason to go to any Christian events or Christian clubs or anything like that and it's not like I have a car plus you know I tell myself like hey like you're a Christian enough to have faith you know you didn't need a church in college. Like, this four years will pass by. Yeah, I was wrong. It felt like a part of me was missing when I was talking with my dorm friends sometimes because they weren't Christian and a lot of people, you know, party, drink, smoked, all that stuff. And the lack of Christian-Korean interaction with people was pretty... strange, to say the least, just because... At church, it was like, I want to stay away from these people as much as possible. But then 
college came around and it was like I was craving to have those types of interactions with people maybe because I just wanted to find Korean people or Korean American people or just even like Christian friends who would finally understand my background and things like that and you know college is a pretty diverse place to find those people so I think I was just missing that whole aspect of what I had back home even though home wasn't much either but I didn't really come around to it until I saw a Facebook post about small groups and eventually I joined because of that and when I did join the only real event or I guess meeting I attended was week I think it was nine or ten where they just spend that time praying and stuff like that. So I didn't really have too much interaction with people. I did have someone go around, I guess, introducing me to people here and there. But the only thing I really heard about was people pushing, I guess, a winter retreat that was going to happen during winter break. And it was going to be with people from the other campuses that also had the club at their school. But what I didn't realize was that because... Everyone was pretty established in the club already. The retreat emphasized a lot more on like getting to know people from the other campuses and I guess new people weren't really something that people considered because I think I only talked to like five people that whole retreat. I felt compelled to go because usually retreats it's like, oh, you get to know everybody there, you get to be in different groups with people, you get to see the different people at your campus, but I guess in this case it was more like talk to the people that I don't normally see because they're at the other school and because I was really really new and didn't have a chance to socialize with people, no one knew that I was from their certain school. And it's nobody's fault that that happened and I mean you can't really tell because there's so many people. And even though it wasn't really like a retreat that I have usually gone to, the sermons were really good, the talks were really nice. Except one of the fellowship times where it was that one like generic like getting to know you game that every like orientation or like group bonding activity thing everyone does. Like you know like Man Overboard, it's that game where someone calls out like sets of rules and depending on whatever they say you have to do certain things with a set number of people. Like if someone says row the boat you have to get in a line with like four people and you have to be doing something well the only reason why this game was so annoying and I guess too lame for me was because the first thing they called was a pair thing and you had to go jump on someone's back and because I didn't know anyone at the time I just sat on the side like as soon as they called it I was like you know what I can't find anyone everyone's pairing off with like the people they already know since I don't know anybody I'm just gonna go like walk slowly this way to the other side and just sit on my phone for the next 20 or so minutes. Like the time on our name tags said fellowship time and usually that would mean like oh we get to I don't know like mingle with people or I guess like you know get to do something kind of fun but no literally this was the fellowship time that was the first fellowship time that was then there was only two fellowship times so it's like what are we gonna do for the second one oh my god. As clicky as it was, and as clicky as the club still may be, because, you know, not everything is perfect, not everything will be 100% to your liking, I got plugged into the club winter quarter and got involved a lot more so, and even if I felt lonely at times, there was some hope for me after all. But it was still really clicky, so here's what I have to say about that.
Still had language barriers. I could never understand anything that's going on. And yeah, well, there's non-Koreans in the club too. We don't only speak Korean all the time. Y'all still speak Korean like you're trying to hide something from everyone. It's just kind of isolating, you know, at times. Like, I feel it kind of bad for having to translate a lot of things. And yeah, it can be easier to explain things in Korean, but I'm the only one asking to explain this stuff. It's just bad on my part, you know, whatever. If someone asks you, how are you, am I supposed to answer it truthfully or are you just trying to make small talk? Because I can't tell if people are just trying to be nice or if they're genuinely trying to befriend me. Hi, my name is blah blah blah, nice meeting you, bye, is not helpful. If I'm in a crowded room full of people and I'm sitting on my phone away from all the action, maybe I'm just shy, phones can wait, and vice versa. Stop going on your phone in a room full of people and then complain about the fact that we never get to spend that much time together. I hope quarantine taught you something about that. Inclusiveness does not mean that I'm going to sit here and listen to people talk about other people that don't even go to school here. There's this weird phenomenon that if you're Korean and you know another Korean, those two Koreans will probably know a third Korean somehow. But when you're in a group of people, only you and one other person know exactly who you're talking about. Hey Sydney, sit here. Oh my gosh, yeah, thanks, I really appreciate it. Oh my god, hey girl, oh my god, hey girl. Oh gee, hey, uh, this is Sydney. Hi. Hi there. Okay, wait, oh my gosh, so like, you know, like, Josh Kim or like some generic ass name like Kevin Nguyen. Yeah, oh my god, he's my second cousin's brother. Yeah, oh my god, he went to my school. Oh my god, no way. Yeah, that's so cool. Oh my gosh, yeah, so cool. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, so cool. Oh my god. Okay, everyone, sit down. I had no input into any of that. Why am I still here? Can I go back to rotting in my dorm right now? How many anxiety flashbacks am I gonna get back today? I came in super late compared to the other people in my freshman class, so I get that everyone already had their own clique settled and everyone knew their way around, but it was hard for me to settle in. Because of quarantine, I only had one quarter in person with them while everyone had two. Doesn't sound like much, but six months is a lot more than three. Some people even knew each other from high school and church, and most of them live in the same three towns. Sounds familiar. And there's a pretty small amount of people who live near me who are also in the club, but we're all pretty spread apart. Especially now that we're in quarantine, it makes it hard for everyone to hang out since people are in the same three areas, making it easier for them to all hang out, but harder on our part. Especially since a lot of the counties are... Not as strict as my area, so it makes them easier to go out even more than we do. And even when we do go out, it's always really far and out of our way. And it makes it even harder to have fellowship with people in the midst of COVID, basically. Yeah, there is Zoom, and we do have meetings still, but even then, it's different. People are always busy, and people want to see each other in person, and no one's schedule really lines up perfectly, so there's always going to be someone left out. And it does take a lot for people to get together and hang out, so I understand their efforts and stuff, but it does feel kind of weird to be back home when there's people hanging out. So you may be wondering, if you had such a bad experience with all these things and with Korean people, why do you still choose to stick around them? You could choose to move to another place. Well, for church, because it's only a once-a-week thing, I was okay with putting up with it. Well, not really okay, but, you know, I dealt with it for a long time, and my family was okay with settling in with the church because of a lot of things. And, I mean, you don't really expect to go to a hospital expecting healthy people, and 
I mean, except for doctors, but not everyone's going to be perfect and you shouldn't really expect everything to be to your liking. And even through the negative things that I endured, I still learned a lot from being at church or listening to sermons and being around my family a lot. And just being able to have my own sermons at church is a privilege because there's a lot of places in the world where it's illegal to even go to a church. So I feel pretty lucky to be able to go to my own church. As for the club, I mean, as clicky as it was and may still be, I met a lot of cool people along the way and I got to learn a lot of things about myself. And honestly, it got me to be a little bit more independent in college. Without the club, I probably wouldn't have gone to church or done anything church-related in college. And because of the club, I did a lot of events that required me to wake up super early in the morning, like 7 a.m. in the morning on a weekend early. I would probably get like six hours of sleep and still be able to wake up at 7 a.m. just because I wanted to go to church or because we had some sports event going on. And honestly, I probably wouldn't have been able to do that without being as motivated as I was in college. Intentionality is something that I still learn from and it's something that everyone can improve on. It really means a lot if someone can make your day by simple. So how have you been? Did you do anything fun this week? Where's your hometown? What made you choose your major? It all starts somewhere and it's going to be awkward and if your personalities don't match, that's okay too, but it means more to be intentional than to be dismissive towards people. It's about embracing the awkwardness and everyone's going to feel nervous the first time around, but that's why I get through that phase first. I say that I hate Koreans and Korean Christians, but it also feels like I had more negative experiences than positive. Maybe that's true, maybe that isn't. I'm going to explain why I have so much subconscious hate for league, K-pop, and Korean people from Orange County. not explain that right now, but very relevant, just trust me. So many things have affected me over the years to make me hate my own people, but what culture doesn't have its ups and downs? I shouldn't idolize it, and I can't hate my identity for the things other people have done. My culture is still who I am, and as much pent-up anger I have and anxiety that I've endured, I've learned to move forward with it, and... Yeah, I mean, I still feel weird that people might not understand my anxiety because just in the moment, it's very, very awkward for me to have to sit there and just wait it out and literally count the seconds that it takes for something to move on. But it was never on purpose and things just happen to be that way. Things happen for a reason and honestly, I learned a lot from all these experiences and no matter how negative they are, you just gotta move forward with it. You learn something, you take some things from it, and you leave the rest of it behind. So I guess whatever I endured is for your entertainment. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that wraps it up for today. I hope you understood what I was trying to say, because I know it can be hard to visualize with all these jumps and cuts and whatever. But yeah, stay safe, test negative. If you have time, check out my other episodes and follow my socials at AmericanizedKorean.podcast. And yeah, thanks for listening and hope to see you next time. Bye! Thank you.